Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. I'm Curious City intern Mackenzie Crossan, and sometimes walking around Chicago, I've passed a bike rack and noticed a trace of something sad, a toppled bicycle missing its front wheel or a lonely cable lock lying on the ground. The evidence of a bike theft. Our question asker, Christina Perez, has been there. I've had a back wheel stolen, a front wheel stolen, a seat stolen, then I had a whole bike stolen. Frustrated, she came to Curious City, asking, Why are so many bikes stolen in Chicago, and where do all these stolen bikes go? Now, bike theft is pretty common in big cities like Chicago. Not everyone files a police report after their bike is stolen, so police data is just a starting point in understanding the scope of the issue. But data obtained by Curious City show that Chicagoans report more than 4,200 bikes stolen every year on average. Police only solve about 5% of those reported cases. It's a problem. While Chicago has been encouraging more biking to reduce traffic and pollution, there's evidence bike theft actually works against those efforts. So avid cyclists have taken it upon themselves to track down and recover stolen bikes. They're volunteering their time to fill in the gaps that cities leave behind. Brian Hance has been doing this work for 15 years. He also co-founded a national bike registry system called Bike Index. In addition to his regular day job, Hans's email inbox is typically filled with messages about bike thefts around the country. I easily do 100 messages a day of email, just supporting people, responding to people, uh, forwarding clues, forwarding pictures, you know, uh, getting surveillance vids, um, just you name it. He says that in many cities, bike theft just isn't a big priority for the police. And a lot of the cops that you talk to and we talk to will straight up tell us, look, we often don't have time to deal with this. Like, we're, we're worried about, like, you know, explosions and guns and Grand Theft Auto. And, you know, the, these, are, these are pretty low on our, on our radar. Some bike theft victims I talked to said it didn't even seem worth it to file a police report. One Chicago police spokesperson claimed over email that the city's law enforcement investigates all crimes, meaning they don't prioritize one type of crime over another. But out of those 5% of bike thefts that police report solving, they only file charges in about half of them. In other words, just 2.5% of bikes that are reported stolen result in a charge. So this may point to one answer to Christina's question. If the police aren't finding stolen bikes or making arrests, it means you can probably get away with stealing a bike. Low risk. But there's another key reason why bikes are a target. There are simply many of them around. There's a lot more people biking now, just, you know, as communities have gotten more bike-friendly and they made bike lanes and they're trying to push, like, green living. That's particularly true in Chicago, where the number of bike commuters has more than tripled in the past 20 years. The average bike is also more valuable today. Prices can reach upwards of $1,000 for a single bike and its components. 
So we have a sort of formula for why so many bikes are stolen. Lots of opportunity plus low risk plus a potentially high reward equals a lot of sad bike owners. And yet another reason relates to Christina's second question. What happens to bikes after they're stolen? Hint says that since he started Bike Index just six years ago, more and more online marketplaces have popped up. It started with Craigslist, but now there are several other platforms like OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace. And even though these sites have policies prohibiting the sale of stolen items, Hint says that doesn't stop sellers. I can steal a bike at noon and I can sell it by one and I can have cash in hand by five after one. You can't even make a police report in that amount of time. So if you want to try and track down your stolen bike, you don't have a lot of time to lose. Danielle Cushing had her bike stolen off her back porch in Lincoln Park this past spring. You know, when I bought the bike, I had done all the right things. Like, everything had been registered. Like with the police department, with bike index, she even registered her bike lock with the manufacturer. She spent the next week researching the best ways to get a stolen bike back. Like, if you're going to get your bike back, it's not going to be like you're sitting in your apartment and the police officer calls you and says, we found your bike. Like, they're out dealing with other things. I just felt like I had to take responsibility for it and do what I could to get it back. She posted a photo of her bike in a Facebook group called Find Stolen Bike Chicago to spread the word and entered her bike on the Chicago Stolen Bike Registry. She emailed 30 different bike shops, asking them to keep an eye out. And other cyclists advised her to check out local flea markets like Maxwell Street and Swaparama, where stolen bikes sometimes end up. She decided to go to the Swaparama at 42nd and Ashland. So I was like, this is where my bike is going to be. And I had a feeling, too. I mean, everybody thought I was crazy, but I had a feeling about it. On the next Sunday morning, exactly one week after her bike went missing, she showed up at the Swap. It's massive. Hundreds of vendors fill the parking lot that surrounds the red, white, and blue Swaparama building. They sell a mixture of new and used goods, including paint cans, tools, snacks, clothing, golf clubs, laptops, laundry machines. She headed towards the back, where she heard there would be bikes. I'm, like, getting nervous because I saw my bike. I just, like, turned the corner and there it was. And I, like, couldn't keep a straight face. Because I'm, like, trying to be slick about it. Like, I'm not looking for my bike. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. But there it was. Now, Cushing faced another challenge. How to get her bike back. From her research, she knew to call 311. About an hour later, two police officers showed up at the swap to back her up. But first, they needed proof. They asked to see my receipt from when I bought the bike, so I had that with me. It had my serial number on it. Um, They asked to see my police report. I had a copy of that as well. It made it all a much smoother process because I had done all of that. Cushing's experience is a rare success story. Not everybody has all of their bike's paperwork. One theft victim who I spoke with didn't have her serial number or a receipt because she got her bike as a gift several years ago. Even though she was confident she found her stolen bike for sale online, she said the police couldn't help her. So some bike theft victims just give up, and not just on their bike, but on biking in general. The Bike Index actually surveys this. They ask victims if they might quit biking altogether. And some of those answers were absolutely, you know, it's my fourth damn bike. I'm just going to go back to driving and take the bus. Like, I'm just going to stop. It's not worth it. In their 2017 survey, about half of the respondents said they were giving up on city cycling. As for our question asker, Christina, she's continued biking despite all of her bad luck. 
but she has learned a thing or two when it comes to keeping her bike safe. Keep as much documentation as you can. Take a photo of the bike. Make sure you mark down your serial number, register your bike online, keep your receipt if it's not too late. Whether it's on your porch, in your garage, or on the street, always lock your bike with a U-lock or similar sturdy design. Heck, if you really love your bike, use two locks at the same time. You can never be too safe, right? Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Mackenzie Crossan. we can't consider your bike being stolen in a police emergency. If it doesn't turn up, then come down to the station and fill out a report. That's the best we can do. Come on, let's go. Where are you going, Pee To find my bike! Next time on Curious City. Lately, several people around Chicago claim to have seen something strange. It was described as eight to nine feet tall with membrane wings and dark fur. Some call it the Mothman. There have been over 50 reports, and now even some scientists want to know what is going on. It's the mystery. There's a puzzle. In search of the Chicago Mothman. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.